Hello, hello. You're listening to Ignite Your Light with Zara Black. Well, thank you so much for listening, first of all. This episode will be about religious trauma syndrome. Now, I came across this term after I left my group and it was kind of just like, oh my God, like there's actually a name for this thing because I would definitely say that I did suffer some form of trauma from being in that environment for a prolonged amount of time. So it's kind of like post-traumatic stress disorder, that kind of things where you might, you know, have that kind of fight or flight attitude. You feel like the trauma is coming to get you again and that kind of thing. You know, you might have nightmares, you might have flashbacks, you might have severe social anxiety, you might have triggers. Um, Definitely I did um, when I left my group and even just um, my marriage as well because I think a lot of the religious trauma um, was heavily reinforced in my house. Um, I don't know whether to call my group the secondary source of abuse or uh, whether to call my uh, ex-husband the primary source of abuse because it was kind of like primary abuse, secondary abuse and, you know, tertiary abuse, I would say. But it was all kind of revolving around religion and it, it really does cause trauma to a lot of people who have been through it because it is really, really soul shattering. And I think a lot of people might minimize um, religious trauma because they're just thinking, oh, well, you know, what what happened there kind of thing. Okay, you know, just move on to another, you know, religious movement or sect or, you know, different religion itself. So it's really, really difficult when people around you are not validating your experience by saying, okay, yes, that's an actual, you know, legit thing to be going through. And people like to, you know, as I say, minimize, you know, what you've actually been through. Like, as I say, I mean, religious trauma syndrome isn't actually on the DSM at the moment, um, which is basically the um, diagnostic statistical manual for mental health disorders you know which is I think governed by the um, American Psychiatric Association so it's not actually officially um, an actual you know mental health disorder uh, but I think they're working towards it to become one because so many people have suffered from it like it's a legit thing that a lot of people go through but because it's really difficult because A lot of psychological studies would um, argue, or let me say the results kind of prove that, you know, religion is a good thing for your mental health. A lot of people that are religious, you know, suffer less from anxiety, less for for depression and stuff like that. So it's, it's very, very difficult to almost say that, you know, religion is harmful. It's kind of like, because everybody likes to see uh, religion as, you know, a positive thing. If you, you go to, you know, any kind of religious institution, it's kind of seen like a positive thing. Anybody that goes to these institutions, you, you would kind of, you know, your, your first impression of them would be 
oh, they must be a good person or they must be, you know, a morally upright person. You know, it's just it's just the way our brains have been taught that, you know, religious people are, are, are good people. You know, that's what we, we like. We all like to think. But when you do hear these stories of people going through traumatic experiences with religion and stuff like that, it almost seems kind of juxtaposed because it's like huh the, the this group is this religion is meant to you know be loving and caring and you know all all these positive things to do with it and then you've got these horrible stories and you're like oh my goodness like is is that even true and i think that's the reason a lot of people find it very difficult to believe survivors of religious oh, religion itself because we've been trained in our minds to think that this is a good place to be you know people that are religious are more upright human beings but i mean we can't ignore what religion has done to some i mean including myself i mean the thing is with religion or religious trauma should i say is that it really really uproots who the hell you are you know, because this relationship that you have with God is meant to be like, you know, an untouchable one, a sacred one, something, you know, really personal, you know, and when somebody violates that, I know a lot of people have likened it to soul rape, you know, a raping of the soul, or, you know, I've heard another one, mind rape, you know, a, a raping of the mind, you know, it's, it's really, really deep, like, at its core, because, you know, we're not even talking about physically harming somebody, this is like on a mental level, this is on a mental level, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, and... I I I I, t I spoke about my experience, you know, with just my ex-husband and the, the trauma of religion and, you know, just everything that went on that time. And I I said to this person, I would have preferred to, to be beaten, you know, I would have preferred a physical abuse because the bruises on my body would have healed by now, you know, by now. I, you know, I spoke to a lady the other day um who had who who had been through re religious trauma and you know 21 years later she still has triggers she's still suffering from this trauma this is a rape of the soul you know people need to get that this is this is deep this is a rape of your mind you know one thing that i that i said in this conversation that i was having the other day is that a huge, a huge form of betrayal for me in my relationship with my ex-husband was the, the, the raping of the mind, the complete violation, you know, to actually mess with my mental capacity, you know, to actually mess with my, my brain cells, my mental capacity, my, my intellect, you know, those kind of things cannot be you know, easily forgiven because it's like on a deeper level than just the surface, you know, it, it is a spiritual, a, a spiritual rape, 
you know, as as they call it. It's very, very deep, like to even comprehend, to to even articulate, you know, what exactly I'm trying to say. But it, it's deep. It's really deep for somebody to come and violate your actual mind, your actual thought processes, you know, the way your brain is actually wired. It's deep, you know, because they do say that uh, trauma rewires the brain. Trauma can actually rewire your brain, you know, to actually start thinking differently and stuff like this, you know. Uh, and I think that's why it's so difficult when you're leaving a place like that. You know, a lot of people do develop a lot of, you know, psychiatric disorders, you know, suicides, um, you know, just really low sense of self worth, self direction, purpose in life, you know as I said, social anxiety, just not really being comfortable to be around people because, you know, for such a long time you were around so many people that were judging you and, you know, you don't trust people, you know, you're not, you're not really stable, um, emotionally, you know, um, mentally, that kind of thing. And it just get really, really, hits your core because you're now thinking wow well who the hell am i who the hell am i because i think a lot of people like to hide behind religion and i think i can say this because i've been through the experience you know it's not a, a hypothesis you know and you know just being a hundred percent real i think this this alternative personality is kind of given to us when we kind of join these institutions. It's an alternative personality where this alternative personality has to kind of conform to these rules and behave itself and, you know, try to conform to the religion as much as possible, even though your inner self may be thinking, hmm, maybe I shouldn't be doing this or maybe I should be doing that or whatever. You have this inner conflict because there's your true self yelling at you like, okay, this is completely fine or this is completely wrong or whatever. And then there's this external kind of personality that has been created to try and, you know, maybe impress the religion, try and conform to the religion. And that causes huge, huge discrepancies um, within yourself but I think there's another there's another term that I'm looking for here and I think it's uh, spiritual bypassing I call it a spiritual bypassing because I think a lot of issues that happen a lot of things that go on in the world and uh, just anything on your day-to-day -day life and everything like that you know religious people love to spiritualize everything love to spiritual everything oh it's raining today you know i mean god is crying you know <laughs> maybe not as crazy as that but you know i mean there's probably people who actually do believe that but you know religious people love to spiritualize everything and it's like no matter if if it's something good that's happening you know, it, it, it must be God, right? Equally, if something bad is happening, yeah, it, it must be God again, right? But 
I think a lot of emotional problems and really finding your true self, it's inhibited by spiritual bypassing a lot of the time, you know, because a lot of people portray, as I said earlier, portray an external um, character that they're playing to conform to the religion, but that's not their true self. That's not their true authentic self. They're just making this performance to conform to the religion. Um, some of you may not agree with me or some may agree with me. I mean, th this is just what I'm saying. You know, those who, th th those who can, can truly understand what I'm saying, you know, might really get, you know, grasp what I'm trying to get at here. But what I'm saying back to spiritual bypassing is that a lot of things are just explained away. A lot of your feelings are just explained away. You know, you're kind of stopped from knowing your true self or really experiencing your true feelings and just accepting those feelings as they are authentically because you try and spiritualize it and, you know, bypass it by just explaining it away, you know, you're just using a blanket term or blanket scripture or you know that kind of thing something that you know your grandma taught you or said to you or you know a quote or whatever from your holy book you know it's it, you will use the religion to bypass everything or some form of spirituality to bypass everything you know even if it doesn't make sense to you or doesn't feel right to you it's almost just like bypass just by okay I don't want to feel this right now I don't want to really address this emotion right now so I'm just going to bypass it by explaining it away in a spiritual sense or you know just you know blaming it on God or whatever right so I definitely think it's good to highlight and discuss and just be aware of the trauma that religion can cause to people and again you know just saying something like that being aware of the trauma that religion can cause to people might fill a lot of religious people with you know trauma themselves and shock oh my goodness you know well, how would you say that religion can cause trauma but I think that is a total disregard for the people who have been through religious trauma it's legit, you know, it's actually legit. There's so many people that have been through religious trauma and you have to be aware that something that might be, you know, so dear and precious and, you know, uh, special to you may actually be causing somebody harm, you know, may be causing trauma to some people, you know, and it's not helpful to turn a blind eye to it because that it doesn't solve the problem and that's what keeps it going round and round and round continuously because we're not willing to address the problem you know and i think i think probably a lot of religious people think that if they hear the cries of a victim or they hear the cries of a survivor of religious trauma maybe they're i don't know validating or maybe approving of the religion being harmful and in some way they're not supporting the religion by supporting a survivor i don't know personally but 
all I can say is that it's that I think that's another thing that re-traumatizes victims when people don't believe them you know when they've come out said their story or what happened to them in a particular religion or a cult or whatever and people nine times out of ten people from the same group as them but sometimes it's family members sometimes it's friends you know what have you just different different people will come out and you know try and accuse them of 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 being against religion or something like that but it's not a matter of being against religion what it is is acknowledging the harm that religion can do to people that's all and i think that's what a lot of survivors just need just to to be acknowledged for the pain that has been you know uh done towards them you know because it's it's very difficult to go through something so traumatic and then not have any support you know not be validated and say it's okay you know you you have the right to be upset you have the right to be angry you have the right to you know not necessarily have the right to to be traumatized but you know we can we can get where you're coming from you know you know if we'd been through all that trauma maybe we'd be traumatized too you know and i and i just want to reiterate again this is this is a trauma of the mind you know this is a deep deep trauma that we're actually talking about you know some people may have been i don't know born into religion for example and if you've been through religious trauma and you were maybe born into the religion, it's so, like, it's at the core of who you are, you know? This this relationship with God, this this, this religion is, is, is a huge part of, of your identity, you know? How do you get rid of that part of you, you know? How do you accept that? How do you live with all this trauma, in one part of you how do you live with that and it's really really difficult um to accept that i think in my personal situation with my ex-husband for example after everything was said and done you know you've probably listened to you know my first podcast and um you know, what, what he did and psychologically abused me and manipulated me, right? Using religion in particularly. So I think, you know, speaking to him um, some time after, you know, the, the entire ordeal, you know, I think, you know, I spoke to him about, you know, what he did, you know, the psychological abuse and things like that, you know, basically telling me a story that, you know, my son died because, you know, my, my mother and my sister was a witch. So, you know, I became very scared and socially, you know, anxious and, you know, very, very weary of people, not trusting anybody, that kind of thing, you know, making any friends, not talking to any existing friends, you know, just really, really keeping myself to myself, I mean, and him, of course, but really, really sold out on this idea, and, you know, he flips it back on me, and he's just like, oh, I can't believe you would make up a story like that, 
and stuff like that and it's just like what <laughs> what how uh, how after making this story up that estranged me from my family and my friends you know caused me to to marry you you know have children with you and all the rest of it and then you turn around and say you know i'm making up the whole thing and you didn't you 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 didn't say any of that you know and that, that that's another example of being invalidated because that filled me with a lot of pain that filled me with a lot of pain that I went through all of this and it was for nothing for somebody that's going to turn around and say that didn't happen you know and it's the same thing with religious trauma for somebody to go through so much pain and abuse and mental psychological manipulation and then you know for people to turn around and say no that didn't happen or you know stop talking bad about you know the mosque or the church or the the synagogue or you know the prophet or the the the, the rabbi or the the leader the spiritual leader or whatever you're a part of you know that didn't happen stop talking bad about them and you know stuff like that this this spiritual group this religious group you know couldn't possibly harm you like that you know that's exactly the same thing invalidating the experience that people have gone through, you know? It's the same thing with domestic violence. People may not believe that an abuser is an abuser. Oh my goodness, he's such a nice person. He's a nice guy, you know? Or even if it's a she in some, some cases. Oh, she's such a nice girl. She's such a nice lady. You know, this and that. And, you know, she might be going home and, you know, beating up her husband, you know, or vice versa. You know, he might be going home and beating up his wife. And you don't know because you just see them on the surface. And you just think, okay, this man is a nice guy. You know, he can hurt a fly. He's all right. That kind of thing. And you don't know what's really going on behind closed doors. So I think what we need to start doing is really taking the, the blinders off taking the cotton wool out of our ears and really start paying attention to the cries of, of, of a survivor, you know, because this is legit trauma that runs really, really deep. This is not something that can just be gotten over, you know, by a few therapy sessions. That, I mean, I told you, you know, about a lady that I spoke to that 21 years after is still suffering from trauma and triggers and all the rest of it because it really does. I mean, even with my exit of religion, which I believe was for my benefit, I had a lot of triggers coming out of it. I think I think it was mostly trigger words more than anything. I think I had trigger words. Um, I don't know if I should mention them on here. Um, maybe I don't want to mention them because they actually trigger me. I don't know why. But, I mean, I probably won't mention them on here anyway. But I had a lot of trigger words. or Maybe I'll say have a lot of trigger words that just you know, all of a sudden it's like, you know, my body just 
freezes up and I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, start panicking because it's, it feels like fight or flight. It feels like, oh my goodness, you know, my body's getting ready for a battle. My body's getting ready for a, for a beef. My body's getting ready for a war, you know, because it associates those words with trauma. My body, my brain knows those words. It knows it. And it's been, it's been tricked into thinking that these words are harmful. It might not be harmful, okay? Especially if it's not used by somebody that's abusive. But my mind has been trained that when it hears these words, it needs to start getting ready for a battle. We're about to receive some trauma here. So my body will start protecting itself. My mind will start protecting itself. Like, you know, okay, let's get ready now. You know, th this is the source of trauma all over again. So let's get ready for it this time, you know? And that, 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 that's the way it happens for me per, per se, personally, you know, I don't know uh, about other people that have had, um, or gone through religious trauma, how it works for them. But for me, it, I think it was definitely trigger words. Um, it, it was more trigger words than anything, uh, at all. But, you know, it's... It, it, it's really difficult to, to get over. It's not something that is just overnight. And, you know, I think over time it, it gets better, but, you know, you're always going to have those few triggers. Um, but I just think what is not helpful is just the, the invalidation that you get because it kind of feels like maybe you're the problem. <laughs> you know and it's like no you're not the problem like this thing legit happened to you you know that's why i just want to tell every survivor out there that this legit happened to you and you don't need to feel like there's something wrong with you or you know god is punishing you or you know god has abandoned you or you know those kind of things you know because it's not that necessarily these people just did a really really evil thing to you you know and it's really uprooted your 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 entire identity and what who and what exactly you are but i think in turn in turn just going back to that example that i gave of having this double personality this this exterior character that you've built for yourself to kind of conform to the religion you don't have to do that anymore you don't have to do it anymore you don't have to keep up with you know sister jones you know you don't have to keep up with them anymore and that's the good thing because you really get on a path to self-discovery and a true a true form of self-discovery where you're not conforming to anything. You're not kind of um, restricted to certain beliefs, certain um, habits, things that you're maybe expected to do and say and uh, places you're meant to be and things like that. You can just really find out exactly who you are truly and authentically, you know, and have a really or develop a really healthy relationship with yourself you know, and, and, and your own personal beliefs, you, you know, your true beliefs, not the beliefs that were put on you. It's a journey to self-discovery. So that's why I say these traumatic experiences in turn, you know, if you can really, really fight your way through all the trauma 
you will find eventually that there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is a light, um, which is, you know, one of the reasons that I even started this um, podcast in the first place, Ignite Your Light, you know, because that's just what I want the listeners to do. You know, whether you're religious or you're not religious, it doesn't matter. What I want everybody to do is ignite their light, but more so for trauma survivors and things like that. Anybody that's been through any form of abuse um, to really find exactly who they are, unleash their power and ignite their light. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. I'd really love to hear your comments, your views, your opinions, your experiences. You can send me a message on my YouTube channel at Zara Black, Twitter at Zara Black, Instagram, you already know it's Zara Black. Also, like my Facebook page at Zara Black. (laughs) Thanks for listening.